0: Speedless Daily, Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR radio network. Our long national nightmare is over. The NFL draft is tonight. Jeff Garcia won't be there, but uh, a lot of people will be watching on TV. Patriots actually have two number one picks tonight, and we're not really sure when they're going to make those picks. If they're going to make those picks, maybe they'll trade them. No idea what's going to happen, but a man who has a lot of draft prospects on his board and has been writing quite a bit about them is our friend Mike Duso from Pat's Propaganda, patspropaganda.com. Mike, how many mock drafts have you done in, in how and how much do you know right now about the Colonial Athletic Conference and, and some of their players? I feel like you've really gone in depth on some of this stuff.
1: I think about four years ago, I, I swore to myself that you know it was just it, I, I hated mock drafts. Like, I mean, I know they're kind of fun to read, but I was I, I decided at some point, I think it was all four years ago, that I was only going to do one mock draft per year. So I just I just did one. Uh, I try to see how many uh, prospects I can get on a top fifty big board. I keep track of it. I kind of try to you know hold myself a little bit accountable. And uh, some years have been better than others. So I, I have only done one mock draft, but uh, you know I feel like at this point, having you know. Looked at it and sussed over it as much as I have. I have a, you know, at least a pretty good sense of the kind of guys that, that they're kind that they're drawn to.
0: Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this because you know the. How many Rutgers guys are in this draft? You know, like is that is it is it just full Rutgers? Are we going full Rutgers today, or how is that? I I assume there's probably not just Rutgers guys are going to draft.
1: But. I know. I feel like Alabama is the only constant right now. Where I know you know a lot of people, including myself, uh, you know, really love Rashawn Evans. Um, you know, really athletic linebacker. And anytime somebody has played for Nick Saban, you you know that they can put up with that. Hard coaching from Bill Belichick that we've heard so much about this offseason. So, uh, you know, I, I think it, it kind of depends. You know, every year it kind of shifts. You know, there's always a, a sprinkling of a Sabin guy, Urban Meyer guys, you know, the old uh, Greg Schiano guys. But, uh, you know, I, I think the one thing you got to always watch out for is just that random safety that everybody had ranked as a sixth round pick that they take in the second.
0: What's some. Um... Let's talk a little bit about it. you. Had, you had mentioned on the website uh, the, the three big, uh, the three critical needs are off the ball linebacker, offensive tackle, and defensive edge. Now, every time we seem to, in in Belichick had a good thing about this the, a couple of weeks ago. That a lot of times, if you draft for need, you know, basically it's it's the wrong move. You need to draft the best player available. What do you What do you think they're doing? Do you think they trust that La uh, Adrian Waddle and Tony Garcia can handle the tackle spot? And if they you know, if they don't draft a tackle tonight, is that something uh, kind of sign of faith that they trust those guys and sign uh, in 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 field that they can get by uh, without a stud? Or do you think that's something they're going to be targeting? Do you think they're going to be looking more defense? I mean, none of us really know, but let's let's have fun and and try to play uh, Belichick for a second.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think that in. Free agency they always seem to put together a competitive team top to bottom. Now, you know, nobody's doing backflips about having Adrian Waddle. you know, as your starting left tackle right now. Um, But, you know, if the season started tomorrow, could he get in there and do an okay job for you? Probably, you know, and and that's pretty much the case across the board. Uh, You know, so I guess when you look at really the needs, um, when I think of need, I think less about, you know, what what positions look barren, but more, you know, trying to improve the team, and and those are – kind of the needs that I see where it's like they, they need to get better in those spots. Um, I think obviously Super Bowl being, you know, kind of the prime example, but we saw it plenty of times last year, granted injuries were a big part of it, but, you know, that, just that second line uh, of defense uh, with linebackers off the ball as well as, you know, just winning up front. You see James Harrison come in and he basically steps in and plays every role in the Super Bowl. So I know they have some promising young players in those spots, but I think that, that those positions are kind of the most direct route to really improve the team, uh, you know, in an area where I, I think that their their depth is not only thin, but you know, it's relying on guys like Dante Hightower, who you love, uh, but can we really count on him for a 16 game season? Derek Rivers coming off an injury, uh, you know, and he's a rookie last year, so who knows what he's got? So those are where I see the biggest question marks, and just the three spots where if we don't come away with some kind of reinforcements at those positions, then
0: I'll be a little worried. Talking with Mike Dusso from Pat's Propaganda and patspropaganda.com. NFL Draft is tonight. Do we are we supposed to uh, are, are we supposed to take any of this Lamar Jackson stuff seriously? I mean, I feel like it's been talked about so much that now it's absolutely not going to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's usually the case. And I mean, you know, the Patriots are so tight lipped, you know, and some of the reports that. You know, oh, they're they're one of the teams that's the most interested in him. Like, well, what does that mean? How do you quantify which NFL team is the most interested? And in? you know, it's been well documented. Like, you can go down all oh, These are all the guys that they have in for visits, and you know, they rarely ever even draft the guys that they have for visits. So, um, you know, I think I just go back to the, to, you know, what I've learned over the years of of Belichick drafts. What he values most is, you know, maximizing the value of the picks and. You know, as much as I would be just as excited as anybody, as they said, "Hey, let's go for Lamar Jackson." It's, you know, they don't really—he doesn't really fit the system. At least with Garoppolo, you knew there was, you know, a lot that in common with his game and to Brady's and how it translated. And you know, he's going to take time to develop. Um, so, you know, are they really going to expend a bunch of this draft capital that they have when they they do have needs? And they, you know, certainly haven't. You know, when was the last time they made a first-round pick? You know, it was like two years ago, three years ago. So. You know, I think they need those guys at the top of the draft, and I, I wouldn't be, uh, you, know, uh, that, you know, I wouldn't go out there and pound the table and say they need to get Lorenzo Carr. I'd be much happier, uh, you know, getting a guy that I think everybody's kind of talked about, Kyle Lauletta, uh, you know, as a developmental prospect, second, third round kind of guy, um, and do what they always do, you know, not, not get their value for the pick, develop him, and then see where he's at in a year or two when, you know, Brady's uh, maybe starting to wrap
0: up his career. Mike, do so, pass propaganda, passpropaganda.com.
2: Like I said, uh, it's less fun for me to watch the draft through the the last 20 years because they're always picking way at the end. Of course, now that they've made it a Thursday night ordeal, they were saying that they're going to make their pick typically at 1120 or something like that. And You're pretty much drafted out by then. Uh, So the draft has kind of lost some of its luster for me.
1: I agree 100%. I mean, I think when they, you know, I used to look forward to that draft weekend. I mean, it was a whole event. You know, you'd get up, you'd have all day Saturday. I mean, it was, you know, that one weekend a year where you had no excuse just to not sit the TV and watch the picks roll in. And, you know, you're kind of doing work around the house. And now it's like, you know, they're going to pick around midnight. I'm like, I mean, honestly, I'm contemplating now. Like, I'm just going to go to bed, wake up, and write about it tomorrow. And it's just... Uh, I, I don't know, you know, it's that desire to get everything on prime time and make it an event, but, I mean, you're really losing steam by the end, so I, I totally hear you. I wish they could bring that back. We used to have draft parties, and now it's just kind of crammed onto a weeknight, and you have to just survive it.
2: Yeah, and it used to be, like you said, on the weekend, my wife would be busy doing things, on a Thursday night, it's hard to convince her that I'm only going to watch the draft. <laughs> that, that 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 doesn't go over quite as well as a Saturday does.
1: Not at all, and, and and plus stay up that late. And I mean, I just you know, I feel for. Luckily, I'm a uh, you know self employed blogger, like so I can, I can yeah. write whenever I want. But that's right. Guys who are on deadline, and you know they're going to be up all night. It's just it's going to be a total uh, a total uh, haul for them. So you know, thoughts and prayers to everybody. Got to stay up for the next three nights.
2: You know all the mock drafts and and what people are thinking is going to happen, and the prognosticators. I like. I don't watch the show ever, but I I know what they do. Felger and Maz uh, hold up a page that has, let's say, all the tackles, or all the quarterbacks or all the defense, whatever it is, and they throw a dart at it, I mean a marker. Wherever the marker hits, they go, okay, that's – you know what? They've been right a pretty good percentage of the time just by throwing marker at it. When it makes a marker, they go, okay, there's a guy they're going to draft, and I'm telling you, they get all excited when it actually happens because they're usually (laughs) right. I don't think anybody has any idea.
1: No, I, and, uh, you know, and that's kind of why I try to, you know, I, I, I do the system that I do where I try to find 50 prospects. And, uh, you know, every year I've hit at least one. Um, one year in 2011 I got four of the nine picks. That was kind of a high war mark. Last year I got three out of four. Um, I haven't hit anyone in my one mock draft in two years, but, um, but I've hit <laughs> a couple in, in the mock draft of the past. So, uh, you know, for me, when I look at these prospects, you know, kind of some of the things that stick out to me are uh, team captains, uh, you know guys who are you know an on field coach, um, basically football nerds you know you find football nerds they they they, they always seem to do well in new England um, if a guy is you know he 's not that good as a linebacker, but he 's an amazing special teams player you know i yeah i put you know i 'm putting that guy on my threeport so you know you kind of get a sense for these uh you know these try hard football nerd guys that they like and uh, you know and every year there's there 's always a good handful of them it doesn 't always match up to what you think their needs might be, and that 's why you get some surprising picks like a Devin McCourty some years. Uh, but, you know, in the long run, I think they've, they've had pretty good success as far as, you know, anyone's had in considering the draft and, you know, also including undrafted, you know, rookies, which people seem to kind of forget about when they're considering draft success.
2: We, we were talking before we went on the air. I, I think that whole quarterback thing, I like the, either the Mason Rudolph or the Kyle Loletta down in the second or third round. I'm telling you, those top quarterbacks, they all have flaws. And you're talking about, I mean, you use your number one or any one of those first five or six picks on a quarterback that's flawed. Your 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 franchise may not recover for that for eight ten years by the time you're done doing it all over again.
1: Yeah, you got to be sure. I mean, it's just it's so hard. And I mean, you know, you have to be sure if you have one of those top ten picks. You know, the Patriots have to be sure if they were considering trading two first round picks. You know, I mean. You look at the most impactful drafts they've had and I think a lot of people go back to two thousand twelve where they, you know, moved up and grabbed Hightower and then moved up again to get Chandler Jones. I mean and, and that was really a, a defining draft for their for the rebuild of their defense and you know gave them a new core and I think that core kinda ended before anyone really expected that it was going to. You know, we're looking at He's oh, we're going to have Jamie Collins and Shayla Jones and Dante Hightower for ten years. You know, and then two years later, and you know, Hightower is the only one left, and he's you know on IR. So I think they need another one of those kind of drafts, and that's why I think it's it's. Of course, they're going to trade up and down the board, but I think it's trying to get those you know talented corner pieces like they did that season. I think that's what they really need. Uh, you know, in the defensive front seven.
0: He is Mike Duso from Pat's Propaganda, patspropaganda.com. All right, just. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you make one prediction and then I'll let you go. Do the Patriots make both of their first round picks tonight?
1: You know I'm gonna say yes, just because I don't know if they'll be in the exact spots that they were. I could see you know uh, take one and then maybe trade. You know I, I I think they're they're gonna move around a little bit. I I respect maybe trade, but I, I think they're gonna come away with two players tonight, just because I think. Based on how I see the mock drafts kind of falling out, the two positions you know that I've been focusing on, I think that that a lot of people have been, are you know those linebackers um, like Evans, like uh, Vander H from uh, from Boise State, those guys. You know, those are two popular picks, um, as well as kind of the tackles. And 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 on those two position groups that you know you're really targeting, they all seem to start a run right between seventeen, twenty one, always in there or when those linebackers and the tackles start to go. So I think the Patriots, they're going to see who's falling, and then if they have to be aggressive to go up a couple spots to maybe get one of those guys, uh, I think they will. I could definitely see that happening. And you know, and then I'd love to see them if they could hang on to the, you know, the 31st pick and then you know, be able to make that one. That, you know, they always love having that end of the, second, end of the first round pick to kind of you know, as a potential, hey, maybe we could trade into tomorrow and get another high round pick if we've got a bunch of guys sitting there. So I think that's a valuable pick, but I'd love to see them pick two guys. I think that's you know, kind of the talent injection that they need. Uh, as well as just an excitement standpoint. You know, I think the team could really use that to change, to turn the page. People are still talking about off-field stuff from 2017. Give me some a couple guys the fan base are going to get excited about and, and get on to 2018.
0: Mike Dusso from Pats Propaganda, com. Mike, thank you very much, and uh, we'll look at your 2019 big board uh, maybe tomorrow. Maybe we'll just we'll All start right. mock drafting then. <laughs> yeah. Sound like a plan? Uh, i got to jump into it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, okay.
0: thank you very much. Take care. Okay, bye. That's Mike Dusso from Pat's Propaganda and patspropaganda.com here on the BLS Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network.